0: She texted me and she's like, hey, do you, you want to do a podcast it's for like a month or something where we talk about, you know, it's the new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let's just talk about it to ourselves and our friends and no one will listen. No
1: one will listen.
0: Luckily, Paul Shear had said, like, I'll put you in the feed for our very successful podcast, How Did This Get Made, which was so generous of them. And because of that, it started to
2: just kind of take off. That's Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. And this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. I hope that you'll be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. You've seen today's guests, Casey Wilson and Daniel Schneider, co-hosts of the podcast, Bitch Sesh, A Real Housewives Breakdown. And as actresses on many of your favorite TV shows and movies, including starring most recently in Black Mondays playing Tiff and Deb. You've also seen their incredible work as writers, producers, comedians, directors, and showrunners. Literally all of your favorite TV shows and movies have a credit given to them from Bride Wars, Saturday Night Live, The League, Marry Me, Blackish, How I Met Your Mother, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, and of course, Hot Wives. Forget Kevin Bacon, everyone in Hollywood is one degree away from Casey and Danielle. Get ready to laugh out loud as we discuss the power of having a creative partner. They each have two. Why Real Housewives cures everything and how powerful ladies support each other to the grave. All that and so much more coming up, but first. Being an entrepreneur or a small business owner is hard, but the good news is it's much easier when you have a coach and a community. The Powerful Ladies online community gives you both. It's where powerful ladies and powerful entrepreneurs from around the world discover clarity, produce results and experience success at new levels because together we thrive. As a member, you get access to master a new skill for business every month, network, brainstorm and collaborate with like-minded women. Get access to Powerful Ladies events, our library resources and more. Participate in group coaching and workshops led by a multi-preneur business coach and you get the accountability and inspiration to stay on track and make it happen. Join today at thepowerfulladies.com. Well, oh my goodness, ladies. (laughs) Welcome to the Powerful Ladies podcast. Thank you for having us. We're feeling very powerful. Hello. Hello. Well, I am so glad that we finally made this happen. Um, this is very common, right? This whole show is powerful ladies who are awesome and up to something and busy and basically don't know how we actually juggle all the things we do. So it's so common to be like, um, and reschedule and move. And, but we got here. That's what's important. Um, we got here. I don't think I've
0: ever not had to reschedule everything.
2: (laughs) Right. Like your whole life. (laughs)
0: Like, okay, that's the date that it's scheduled. It's going to happen. I don't remember that in the
2: recent (laughs)
0: history of my life.
2: No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I would love to begin by uh, telling the audience who you are and what you're up to. And we'll just start there. Great. Mm -hmm. Danielle? Oh, me. Me, Tang. Oh. Sure.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, sure. I'd love to hear what I'm up to. Um, Hi, I'm Danielle Schneider. Um, Should we
1: introduce each other? Oh, that's
2: great. Yes,
0: That right there is Casey Rose Wilson, Catherine Rose Wilson Casp. Many names. She goes by many names for her many talents. She is a actress, Mm -hmm. writer, producer, Mm -hmm. director. Thank you. Podcaster, mother, wife, friend, seer, (laughs) doer. Um, Sexual being. Sexual being. Mm-hmm. Um, and all around kick-ass human being, and I love her to
1: pieces. Oh, thank you, Danielle. And Danielle's a friend. <laughs> <seen> <laughs> Barely that. <Danielle>, Barely <laughs> Danielle Caroline Schneider Ooh, wow. hails from Atlanta and then Florida. Sadly, is a well. First of all, wonderful, sweet person. There is no nicer person in the world, and she is an actress, a writer. Mm-hmm. A producer, mm-hmm. a showrunner. Maybe you've heard of Hot Lives of, of Orlando and then Las Vegas, a take on the Real Housewives, which she was the showrunner and creative creator of with her friend Donna fine And written on so many series. maybe you've heard of um, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Black Monday, Marry Me, a couple of which I've starred in, which is blessed and blessed. And a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful person, hilarious, hilarious comedian. And mother, wife, sexual being.
0: Very, <laughs> very sexual. Please. I wish you had started with that, but I don't want to critique.
2: Yeah. We can't critique. <laughs> <laughs> you, you end with the with the best part, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The most part. meaningful part. Yeah. The mm-hmm. thing that I
0: really feel like envelops who I am as a being. Yeah.
2: And I'm going to add one more hyphen,
1: if I may. To you or before me. Before you begin. To myself. Okay. Sorry. That exists during the quarantine, which is addict. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't make light. I, I am looking for a treatment center, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. I just, these are hard times right now. And I think we're all mm-hmm. clinging to what we can. Yeah. It's interesting because, as Casey knows, I wasn't a big drinker before.
0: Mostly my thing was antidepressants. And um, that, that was my jam. <laughs> but, um, but since the quarantine, I have um, realized that I could keep up. And really, mm-hmm. and keep it down, and just so, have a, a tumbler by my bedside. Mainly.
1: But you've yeah. also continued to lean into your department. Oh yes, yeah.
0: so I go as Casey says, when in doubt, go up, up, up.
1: <laughs> so, and so I'm sorry gonna... you asked one question, and we've gone on for yeah, many, many.
0: But yes, we're
2: powerful women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. How did you guys meet each other? Because I've read that you, you know, you mentioned also earlier, you guys both have like creative partners. That are very, also very fancy, powerful ladies, and then you have each other. So I would love to hear about you guys and your creative partners, and then also you guys, (laughs) Uh,
0: the farm team, (laughs) the miners. Yeah, call her up. Call her up. (laughs) Big ones can't come in. Call her up.
1: Uh. <laughs> gosh where did we meet Danielle through the UCB theater the Upright Citizens yes, Brigade I
0: know you always tell a story how you saw me making out with my now husband
1: that was my first image of Danielle well first I you had done stand-up which was wonderful and I was mm-hmm. thinking gosh I don't know this person and I think you may have lived in LA at that point yes and I, I lived I in New York and I uh-huh. was Doing a, sh- a two woman show with June Diane Raphael, who is mm-hmm. my creative partner. Mm-hmm. And a, team.
0: A, team. a team, A squad.
1: <laughs> She's the, the real money and gold. And uh-huh. then I thought, gosh, this girl's so funny. And you had such funny stand up. And then the next thing I know, you're backstage, <laughs> like voraciously making out with your husband, Matt Besser, who runs the UCB Theater. so mm-hmm. I thought, wow. Scandal. I came to learn you guys had been together for a long time, which also kind of like <laughs> rattled me to my core. Like how could we still manage to kiss each other? Yeah, like how <laughs> could we manage to feel anything for each other? You know, and that was, then I really got to know you when I moved to New York and uh-huh. you and you your creative, Angeles. oh yeah, I'm sorry. And you and your creative partner, Donna Glass, were doing a two woman show. Yes. And June and I were in the audience watching you two kind of like set up your show and do a tech. And June and I watched you two work and the way you were so kind to each other, we turned to each other. We're both animals. And we're like, wow, we didn't know we could be friendly. We <laughs> kind. <laughs> Thoughtful.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, uh, so I think, and then we both loved The Housewives. Yeah.
0: And we sort of bonded over that. I remember mm-hmm. I had heard about Casey because we were kind of always, my husband, who is theater the UCB, is like was always kind of, ta- you know, he was still trying to like run it from both coasts in some ways years ago. And so he was always kind of t- telling me about the new talent or who was here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, these two women are really great. Everyone's talking about them. And um, they came to town and we were supposed to share kind of a slot with you in June. And, you know, I do think there's this tendency or there was a tendency in, in myself and, um, To think like, oh my God, these other really funny, cool women are coming and they're so good. And what does that mean for me? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it used to feel to me like there's only one spot and that's the spot that's going to get taken. Um, But I saw Casey and June and I was like, they're so funny. They're so good. They're so Mm -hmm. smart. I just want to be friends with them. Mm -hmm. Like it sort of turned my Mm -hmm. head around in the sense of like, oh no, no you can't beat them join them <laughs> you know Um and and it was one of the most rewarding uh things that have happened because casey and her partner june have become two of my c- very closest uh sister friends and mm-hmm. um so so that's how i met them but i saw them perform and i was like they're stars so gotta get in their orbit
2: Well, and you guys have done so many amazing projects individually together with your creative partners and, you know, to now be on, you know, do we creating, hosting the Bitch Sesh podcast? Why did you pick a tongue twister for a name of your podcast? No, it's (laughs) It's a regret. It's a regret. It's not good. What was it about Real Housewives that you were like, I know our next career path is talking about? (laughs) this show we have to tackle this important yes. topic we
0: didn't know in true in truly strange fashion like it's just something that bonded us we like to talk about these hilarious women like they were so funny and so big and mm-hmm. older than most of the people you see on tv and not as likable you know quote unquote as the people you see on tv yeah, we I'll like- say. <laughs> <laughs> we were just drawn to them and so we found ourselves mm-hmm. like always just texting each other us and our other friends of just like how crazy this last episode was. It was like, these were our weird friends that we could talk about behind their back and no one got hurt. And then Casey, when she, and and Casey had uh, um, created a show called the realist real housewives where we all just like read from the text Mm -hmm. of the real, like the actual words of the housewives. And that had been really funny and gone over really well. And then when Casey had her first child, she texted me one day, and she was kind of on maternity leave. Um, as you know, but, you know, as much as as she much can as do. a woman can <laughs> be <laughs> and, um, in
1: today's world.
0: Yes, yeah, so, and she texted me, and she's like, "Hey, do you you want to do a podcast just for like a month or something where we talk about you know it's the new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Let's just talk about it to ourselves and our friends, and no one will listen. No anymore.
1: one will listen.
0: No one will pay. Like it'll just be us and like our three <laughs> friends who we text, and and then it sort of became like it sort of. Luckily, luckily, um, Paul and June and Jason Manzucas put us in their feed. Paul Shear had said, like, I'll put you in the feed for our very successful podcast, How Did This Get Made, which was so generous of them. And because of that, it started to just kind of take off. Yeah. It was great.
2: Well, I think that's, I would love to jump into what you guys think of the, the phrase powerful ladies. And then I want to bring it back to, based on your definition of what a powerful lady is, how does that relate to the women you know? in your day-to-day life versus the women on Real Housewives? <laughs> the same.
1: same. The exact same. Mm-hmm.
2: Gosh, what a question. I mean, I will
1: say, you know, it's interesting because when I was thinking about doing your podcast and I was thinking of the title and kind of the notion of like, gosh, how did we get here? And I'll speak for myself, Danielle, but I do think, and and this is certainly kind of what's bubbling up in our world, not even bubbling, like we're being confronted with in the world right now, which is this notion of like white privilege. And I think I have admittedly, in the same way Danielle's saying, like, you know, sometimes I would be threatened by other women. Like I've kind of held on to this belief of like, I got here because of my hard work. Like Mm -hmm. I persevere and I finish things and I'm not afraid to, you know, put myself out there. And I don't take no. And all of these things that, you know, are so valued in our society. And just recently, you know, I, I and just kind of being candid here, I've been doing this workbook about kind of, you know, my white privilege and my eyes are quite opened to the fact that, you know, uh, my grandmother paid for college. I didn't have to work a second job. I took an mm-hmm. internship in a theater in Louisville, like a really great theater, because it, it, I wasn't paid, but I was able to do it and, and so on and so forth. And so... In some ways, the only way reason I'm saying this is because, like, yes, do I have talent? I have a ton in spades. (laughs) There's no no one can take. We can't quantify this, Casey. Let's not try. Yeah, like I'm, (laughs) I'm, you know, so talented. But but I will say I have found at least in terms of where I've gotten it to be a Mm -hmm. combination of the two, and so I just want to say that up top. But I think, in a way, like when I see all my friends of all, you know. I do think at least the people we know, Danielle, I'll say like, they have a powerful, they are all powerful. And I also, I think all moms mm-hmm. are powerful. I think, I just think in today's world, every person and every woman is truly like trying their best to do yeah. the most that they can. And so I just in general have such respect for like our times are moving so fast.
2: Yes. I, yeah. So I don't
1: even know if I'm answering your question, but I just generally feel in this day and age like every woman is trying their best to do the best they can at everything, which is a big ask. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. said, I'm incredibly powerful. Go on, Danielle. <laughs> Your answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Casey makes a good point. I, of course, did everything myself. Nobody helped me. No, um, no, I've been in- incredibly lucky, and fortunate, and privileged beyond belief because I too have had help along the way in so many ways um, and becoming more and more aware of that in order to be quote-unquote powerful um, both society and friends and spouses and coworkers, a lot of people have to lift you um, yeah and connections you yeah you can't be it by yourself. But I will say, yes. oh, yes.
1: No, I was just going to say, and connections is a big thing I've been thinking about a lot lately because I've always kind of been like, oh, I uh, naturally like I'm social and I make connections with people, but you have to kind of be put in those spheres in order yes. to have those connections. And again, I'm likable. <laughs> And <laughs> again, we cannot quantify that. Let's so try. It's called the X factor. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think, you know, for anyone to succeed in any career, whatever it is, you do have to mm-hmm. do the work and you have to be, to be good at it. And I think, yeah. but yes, go on, Danielle.
0: I was going to also say just on that same thing, it's like, but being powerful is also really lifting others to, yeah. to be secure in yourself and realize that like, a, a, a rising, you know, tide lifts all ships. And that is something I've definitely, um, found out through my career. Yeah. yeah um, is that, uh, lifting other people lifts you, mm-hmm. um, help other people, befriend other people. Um, and so I think, and, and because of the people that have helped me, I have, been able to help other people. And so I think that that is, you know, being able to help others and show others the way. And not that I couldn't be doing more. There's always more I can be doing. And Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that definitely a lot more lately, like putting my, not having to be asked to help, but like reaching my hand to help um, when no one's asked. But I do think um, the more you can do that, the more powerful you are.
2: Yeah. One of our kind of sub slogans of powerful ladies is full circle empowerment, mm. right? Like how does the boss lady help the woman rising? Who's helping the woman just looking for empowerment? And I think all of us know who have been in, you know, powerful lady, boss lady situations, how inspired we can get from the woman who appears from our perspective to be starting at the bottom. Like it's so inspiring and humbling to see like just how hard everyone is working in the hope and like I don't know where I'm going yet, but I'm going. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, yes, we don't know what we're doing either. Come mm-hmm. along.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think it's only a bit when you're older that you can say, like, it's okay to not know where you're going because when it's happening yeah. to you, you're just like, oh my God. Like, how yeah. is this life going to amount to anything? How are these puzzle pieces going to kind of come together? And the truth mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm a definitely a spiritual person and I'm a like, everything happens for a reason person for good or bad. And I do think the path is kind of what your path is and, and questions that you have get answered kind of further down the road in a way. And, mm-hmm. I, but it doesn't ever help to tell anyone <laughs> well, younger I, people. Cause
0: you're like, no, <laughs> I have such a clear memory of being like, I want to say 21 or 22 and being at this bar in the East village case, okay, so you probably remember it. I think it was called like Nevada Smith.
1: Do oh you remember
0: that? Place? Yeah. <laughs> like a real NYU hangout. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And and like, you know, I so I was so sure of myself I was in college for acting. Like <laughs> that's gonna be a huge success. And like I just, <laughs> you know, I had all this surety, like, of course I'm gonna be a Broadway star. Like mm-hmm. I had no roadmap or whatever, everything. But then like I remember like getting kind of wasted and um and then having like this moment of clarity where I looked around and saw, as we eat, always have, as we do when we're drunk, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, seeing all these friends and all these people from school that I was with. And I was really like, Oh, they have the same dream as me. And not all of us are going to make it. And none of us are going to know how to do it. And this is fucked. Like, I remember <laughs> Being like, this is crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> like, Why do you think you can do this? All these people have these dreams and they're so yeah. good. And like, Mm-hmm. Who do you f- and you don't know how to do this? You don't know anybody in the business, <laughs> like you're fucked. and being like, and like having that like moment, and then it went away, and I still just like moved forward in a direction I didn't know how I was going to do it. But I mm-hmm. just rem- have such a clear moment of like that, like panic
2: setting mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm.
0: And then if I could then see that person now, what was it five years later? Because I'm uh 25, yeah, uh, is that like, oh, like you know, like hopefully, you know, you worked hard and you
1: we're very lucky. And and it is hard work. I yeah. think, I mm-hmm. think, you know, finishing things is harder than starting them.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and finishers, you, I do think you, you are rewarded, you know, big ideas, but yeah. <laughs> and I think you have to be tough. And I, I think my, like, not that you're asking totally, but like my greatest advice to everyone. And again, this is something that is a, a luxury, but you could beg, borrow, steal your way to get some therapy, I think at a young age even, because to keep yourself mentally and emotionally fit to me is how you kind of mm-hmm. don't put, throw your craziness on other people. You keep yourself kind of, I don't know, mental just well enough. People want to work with yeah. normal people. <laughs> they want to frankly be around people mm-hmm. who are centered. And I don't know, for me, everyone's always like, oh, and I know this isn't about acting, but like, how do I get a part and how do I this and how do I audition? And I'm always like, go to therapy. And it, it tracks mm-hmm. actually, because mm-hmm. I just think the more kind of well you are, the more you attract yeah, great people around you and et cetera, et cetera.
2: For sure. And, and there's, I think what people, like you need to be well on all levels because like you kind of mentioned, when you do start something, it looks like you have to just climb this one hill. You're like, it's right there. I can do it. And then you re- get up there and you realize, oh wait, there's another hill. We're not yeah. done yet. And like, I really think that's the part that no one talks enough about. Like, yeah, start, just start. And you're like, you're going to get to the top and go, oh shit, we haven't even started yet. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so many times I'm like,
0: I, cause I used to waitress and, um, for years oh mm-hmm. my god and hostess and all this stuff just longer than a human c- should and could physically do it but i did it for many many years and i would get a job and be like well fuck you i'm out of here bullshit job and it was like and then that job would end and it was like oh mm-hmm. no i have to go back to it like so many times i would think i'm like over the hump and i'm now starting my life and it was always mm-hmm. like no this is your life like and so then you just have to realize like, oh, like, what do I want to do? Like mm-hmm. what you start to hone in and drill down on like, oh no, what is the thing I'm good at that would also make me happy? Because I also think happiness, finding happiness from what you do is so important because mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to get it from the outside. So it truly has to make you happy. Otherwise, don't fucking do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, Please. I was just going to say, hearing you say like drilling down on what your kind of thing is and honing it is. I read this book about God. It's called. I'm going to get the amount of hours wrong. It's however many hours are in a week. <laughs> what it's called? Forty. Maybe that's what you
0: think. Sure. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and this
1: woman did these time logs of of a thousand women and women trying to just work and do it all and. And kind of finding more time, you know, mm-hmm. time is our most precious resource at the end of the day. And yeah. her advice, which I have taken is, it, her name's Laura Vanderkam, and she does a podcast that I listen to, which is so nerdy. It's called um, Before Breakfast, which are like organizational tips for your life and how to kind of- it's Right up my alley. T-
2: together. I, I literally, it's <laughs> like
1: an orgasm when I listen to it, you know, She's <laughs> like- how to multitask in a way that actually works and how to you know mm-hmm. create your schedule ahead of time. It's amazing. But her whole thing is leaning into your, what she calls core competencies, mm-hmm. which is like, let things go that you're not good at. It, it, and it's not even about like, Yes, of course. There's a, a version of if you can afford to have someone do something for you, great. But it's more just like you don't need to spend time trying to learn X or just no. proving to yourself that you're good at something that you don't like or doesn't take your time. It's like literally whittle your life down to family, friends, core competencies. Done. Yeah, and it is kind of freeing. <laughs> it's like it really just, freeing. I'm gonna do just what I am good at. Yeah, I'm excellent at, and everything else is gone. Mm-hmm. It's true because you at some point in your life you have to
0: start saying no to things. I think, especially yes. as your job gets busier and becoming a parent really made me well, have to say no to things. And thing. I'm a person mm-hmm. that has been conditioned to say yes to everything and anything, especially when it comes in the form of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to work. I'm a I'm a workhorse and mm-hmm. that is for sure. But nothing's good if I can't. So I really had to just go like, even if it just takes my mental space, like not my physical space, but like that thing, that job, that audition, whatever, that's going to take so much of my mental space. Like, what do I want to use that mental space for? Do I want to be preparing Mm -hmm. for that thing? Or do I just want to have that time with my daughter and connect with her or, you know what I mean? And so like, but saying no is hard. So, so it is like drilling down on like, what's going to make me happy. What's essential.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. No, as when I'm working with clients, I'm a business coach in addition to doing running powerful ladies and um, all the time, like business owners come to me and they're like, I have this dream. It's not working. We're not. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, how are you spending your time? Mm. Most people are Built, they built a beautiful company and then put themselves in their least favorite position. I'm like, why did oh, you do that's that? Oh, that's so
1: interesting. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like,
2: no, 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 no. Like, let's delegate. What do you actually want to do? And people seem to be so afraid to, like, follow the path of fun because we've mm. totally separated that, that success and abundance can be related to fun. And, I mean, that's another dialogue that I would love to see pivot, but... Um, mm. I mean, when I look at the work that you guys have done, it seems like from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, that looks fun. They're fun. And like, you kind of keep following this breadcrumb of fun. Is that how it occurred to you in the moment? Or is that, you know, is that in hindsight that you can kind of see where you led, followed what seemed more fun? I will you- say
0: about this podcast that Casey and I do, like that mm-hmm. is to me, pure fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it it's something we and not that we don't work hard, we work our butts off, we want to make a good show. And so we are always trying to try new things and do fun things and watch a lot of reality and all that stuff, which yeah. does take time. Um, but I have so much Fun doing It's so stupid. It's so mm-hmm. stupid, and but it is nothing <laughs> yeah. is more fun. So when when you talk about like do your passion, <laughs> or whatever, yeah. like I, I did not see this part being mm-hmm. something that we could actually do and and make a living doing this and stuff yes, like that. Yes, because so
1: I'm I'm echoing you only to say that I have worked on projects that have taken me five years that mm-hmm. never come to fruition, or that I mm-hmm. spend every second and they're so difficult, and I follow it up the hill and I write the screenplay that never goes anywhere, or I. I do these, these things that take my, and I'm like, I'm not having fun. I hate this. Then we do something that is so purely fun that we were going to do for one month. That honestly has been one of the the biggest things I've ever done and who could have known Mm -hmm. that, but it did start from like, let's just have fun. Let's do something that we're not getting noted on by men at, you know, a network. (laughs) Telling us what they
0: think is, what they think is is funny.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it it's been such freedom and and just yeah following the fun and to go back quickly to your point about delegating I'm gonna say mm-hmm. something that is a lot of people <laughs> find very wild. <laughs> Which is that, brace yourselves, I was an assistant for many years. That was my job of kind of like a personal assistant in New York. And Mm -hmm. I had an assistant while I was an assistant.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is an Oprah boss move right there. That's what that is. I'll (laughs) just let that that sit and let everybody
1: soak that one up. Yeah. Bold. It
0: is. But you know what? Got you where you are.
1: You uh, got me, baby. No, I, I mean, why, why would I have you, right? not only, not only weaknesses in the, or in the area of, of organization, it, like beyond weaknesses, like it is so not my thing. And I started mm-hmm. to realize at least for my career, you think it's all about like acting and writing and doing your creativity. And I realized, oh my God, no, there's mm-hmm. a whole business side to this that I, I, I mean, you saw how long I struggled to even like, be recorded on this podcast cuz i don't understand these things and i realize like i need help mm-hmm. and that's the other thing is i will say for myself i am always open to asking for help if i don't know something boom i say i need help someone help me like and i seek mm-hmm. it out and i'm never going to pretend i know something i don't know i'm just yeah. like someone help me and i will move from there but i have no ego about that i feel like that's the only way forward and there's so much we don't know
2: mhm yeah, it's, it's the same reason why having a don't list is as important as having a to-do list, right? Oh, what's a don't list? Oh, all the things you're not going to do, either because, as you Ooh. said earlier, they're not in your strengths or, like, it's completely unnecessary. Like, it takes um you away from all the things that you're really here to be a contribution for. Ooh. Can I hear some don'ts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, like, doing la- your own laundry or cleaning your house. Like, easy okay. don'ts. Your own... um your own yard work um it can really be anything that you can come up with and like people always think it's like especially if they're a small business like how can i not do all the things i'm like just like you you had an assistant as an assistant it's like if you can pay someone (laughs) less than you can make in an hour doing something else instead why would you keep doing it like Mm -hmm. just mathematically doesn't make sense and also,
1: I think, like, there can be emotional don'ts, which yes. is, like,
2: mm-hmm. I don't make one plan on a Sunday
1: night. I'm mm-hmm. with my kids. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yep. I
2: like this. Yeah, yeah it, it can be people. It can be, you oh, know. Oh, people.
1: people.
2: <laughs> oh, I got some don'ts.
1: I got some, <laughs> I got some, got some
2: don'ts. real don'ts. <laughs> I got a
1: lot of don'ts. <laughs> Right on this Zoom, I got some don'ts.
2: Yeah, way. I'm seeing a couple don'ts on this Zoom. <laughs> kidding. Kidding.
1: You're all do's. You're all do's. Big old do's.
2: I feel like that's a card I want to hand out to people. Like, don't even talk to me. Here's your don't card. Like, <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. No. Don't. don't
0: start. That's what my daughter, you know, little kids do that the best. I remember my daughter, like, when just an adult was, like, too much for her, she'd just be like, no. <laughs> No, and it was so, and people were so like, you know, they would be like, ah, and she'd just be like, no, (laughs) just
1: like, what a hero! I know it was so, like, I wish I unencumbered by social graces. No, still to this day, she'll just be like, nope. (laughs) She needs to teach a boundaries class. She's
2: never said, oh, she loves you. She sure loves you. (laughs) When you look at the women that you've risen with and the women who inspired you um, along your path. How influential have women, girlfriends, and having those connections, especially within the industry, mean to you? Um, And what could you have done? Like, if you didn't have those relationships, where do you think you would be otherwise? I
0: mean, my relationships have been everything.
2: Mm -hmm. Everything.
0: Every job I've gotten. every, uh, Every way to act. Mm-hmm. how to be I have gotten from other women they have taught me how to be graceful how to be thankful how to be powerful how to say no how to stand up because I, I don't think that I do that naturally I think I'm I'm a little more like oh, I'll just do what you say but I've looked at uh Casey and and June and Jess and so many of our other good friends um and they have really uh taught me how to be be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just in like my actor kind of community, but even in just like the writing rooms I've been in, I've Mm -hmm. looked at the women who aren't even older than me. Like I'm talking about women who are younger than me, but I've just, they just have something about them that I look up to. Um, and I see that their path so clearly or the way that they take charge or the way that they are afraid and still move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just been so inspired. Like, I feel like I've been taught everything. I'm like one of those animal or like Nell in the woods, you know what I mean? Who like comes out and is just like, has to learn to like speak like a, a human, like, like raised by wolves. Like, that's what I felt like before I had these examples of people, like of ways to act and be, um, both as an artist and a person. Like, Cause I don't know what happened in my growing years. <laughs> so when so I that no was, that Nell, that one was Nell still Nell in the
1: woods. Play, was now played by Jodie Foster or sure. Claire Danes?
0: I mean unclear. <laughs> I think both, right? <laughs> both. Okay. It a dual role. I dual literally role. can't remember. And I see
1: them both so vividly in yeah, the world. Yeah, I mean they
0: both could have been, but I believe it was Jodie Foster, but it might as well have been. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'd still be in the woods or in Florida. Same difference. And not, and you know, be like. I don't know. I'd be working. I'd always be working, mm-hmm. but I'd probably be, be like, I don't know, like doing one of those, um, like jewelry things where you like it's kind of a pyramid scheme, <laughs> like. And I'd be on the top of the pyramid, I think, but I don't think I'd be very. happy. you are be, be in the, the middle top. of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, You'd high be on, on the top. I, no, I don't think so. I don't think I would have had the the werewolf all.
2: So that's where without your ladies. Yeah,
1: I feel the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. But you know, Danielle, you're like the best and the worst of Florida. And I'm oh. staying silent, but all my family's from Florida too. <laughs> when you say you're from Florida, I like I'm like. Bah, 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 bah. Meanwhile, everyone. Um, I mean, I was born in, in outside DC. I like to say but Virginia. But um I I think Danielle, you're the best and worst of Florida. It's true. <laughs> I'm trashy, but in one person.
0: <laughs> you know what? That is me. It's true. You're,
1: like, classy trashy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I will – I can't eat a fruit if it's, like, not from a can.
1: But, like (laughs) – But you're, like, also incredibly elegant.
0: Yeah. I'm understated in my style. Mm -hmm. But then you'll see me in, like, a cut-off pair of jean shorts and, like, a fluorescent bikini top, and you're like, what's (laughs) happening? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, Florida. I have
1: been like, oh, Florida showed up today. Yeah, like
0: every once in a while, especially like at the beach.
2: Yeah, Yeah, at the
1: beach, I feel like that's when Florida takes hold. Yeah, it's not
2: great. It's not great. (laughs) No, it is great. What do you think has been the best piece of advice you've been given? And what's been the dumbest piece of advice you've been given that you can Mm. remember? Oh, my God.
1: Dumbest piece of advice I've ever been given. I I think it was advice. June, my creative partner (laughs) and I, uh, we wrote this movie, Bride Wars. And when we were pitching the movie to the studio or something in the very beginning, we'd never written anything in our lives. And we were like so eager. And we were with this like producer who we actually came to love, but he was like old school. Like I'm talking in his, 70s like tanned within an inch of his life had been there done that and we were like oh my gosh and we lived in we lived with a couple other girls we shared a car in LA like we were just didn't know what was happening and we're in the elevator about to go up to pitch the movie and he was like talking about his pool and we were like pool oh my god like we know someone with a pool we did not know one soul with a pool so I was like, "Oh, I'd love to get at that pool. Like that would be great." And June's like, "We'd love to come over this weekend and go to your pool." And then he says, completely genuinely, "Oh, ladies, if this pitch doesn't go well, we'll never see each other again." No! <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily advice, as it was a like, "Oh, this is what this business is. We're not. It's
0: not show friends."
1: No, 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 no. We never saw that pool, even though the movie got made. Go on, Danielle. Worst
0: piece of advice, not advice, but just kind of a thing that a (laughs) member of my family uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) said to me, and this isn't long ago. I had had some success as a writer, you know, some stuff bought. I wasn't, you know, like, you know, buying a house or anything yet. But Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I had had some, some yeses, some yeses, which are feel really hard to get. And, um, and, but I hadn't like made a name for myself or a real career for myself. And a relative of mine said, you know, I know you've been doing this in a while, but are we done? Are we done? Like we've done it, right? We tried. Good. You know, we're done. Right. And I remember being like, what? Like, no, I'm not done. Why am I done? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know, it just makes you doubt yourself. Like, oh, you're right. Like, you know, when you, this person who's supposed to love you. And Be Your Family is telling you you're done. It's so upsetting, especially because I think I was in my early 30s and had felt like I'd made some progress. It wasn't huge, but it felt like something. And so that was bad. Did that reinvigorate
2: you? Were you like, I'm going to show her?
0: No, I think I just blocked it out for a minute. I was just like, so hurt. I was so hurt yeah. mm-hmm. that it really downed, it downed me. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, but I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like, this is all- You're I irrepressible I though. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what else. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to move
1: forward because I don't know what other direction to go. That was probably mm-hmm. the worst piece of advice. What was your best advice, case? I think I've had very quickly two best advices. One was celebrate your wins- Mm-hmm. which is like, there's just so much tough things that happen. This life is so hard. And so like, even if you have, like you were saying, Danielle, like little yeses along the way, celebrate them, mm-hmm. have a glass of wine, like toast, like, do, you know, cause who knows next week what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that also just like kind of me for me, keeps me going and like appreciative and grateful. And then the other piece of advice is much stranger. I used to go and see former presidential candidate, Marianne Williamson, <laughs> who is a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, years and years and years ago, before I had really done much, she used to speak and mm-hmm. um, guide meditations and things like that for free. And I went and then just, and sorry if you've heard this so many times, Danielle, but a random stranger at the door as I walked in, I don't know if she was a volunteer. I don't know wh- who she was. Mm-hmm. As I walked in, just said to me, expect a miracle. And I was I like, that. what? And then I started like living by it. I put it on bumper stickers for my friends, like half jokey, yeah. but truly it's not like ask for a miracle or pray for a miracle. It's so much more active. It's just like, expect one. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like, oh, it's coming. Okay. I'm already in it. It's already happening. Like expect it. Great things are coming as opposed to kind of like, please let something happen for me. And it has really changed my life and kind of reframed a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Those are so nice. So from a stranger's mouth (laughs) (laughs) to a bumper sticker. Yeah,
0: from an usher's mouth. (laughs) Usher who's being paid Uh in food. (laughs) Um, My advice is a little more, it's not as beautiful, honestly. They're just kind of like practical things, but they've helped me. Someone said to me, give yourself a day to mourn any loss, not like a life, huge mm-hmm. loss, but a business loss, like that part you didn't get that job. You mm-hmm. didn't get that, that, um, show you didn't get staffed on, whatever, give yourself a day like, you, and take it, take that yeah. day, mourn that loss. You don't have to move on right away. Like if you wanted it, mourn that loss, you give yourself 24 hours and then get your yeah, ass back, back up, get your ass mm-hmm. back up. And so that, I give myself that time because mm. you do need the time to mourn it. As I've gotten older, I need less time with some things because I'm like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I
1: know, especially after I have, I have kids, I'm like, who gives up? Yeah,
0: so those, yeah. those times get shorter as you get older, mm-hmm. I think. But, um, but uh, to take that take that loss, feel it, and then get over it. Mm. Um, another lo- a great piece of advice my father gave me so long ago, but I really take to heart, is when you're fighting with anyone, spouse, work, friend, don't use sarcasm. Mm. Um say mm-hmm. what you want to say or don't say it. Because sarcasm just leaves everybody angry and you never get out your point. Mm-hmm. So say your point. If you if you're angry about something, say it. Say it clearly. Um and that way you are heard um as opposed to sarcasm where like you are just an asshole and nobody you don't get your point out and mm-hmm. um and you make that other person mad just cuz you're being kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. so that's just two kind of like practical all good all good
2: advice when you're having one of those bad days and you're mourning a loss is there like where do you go to like get back like you're do you just let yourself land be horizontal netflix and chill do you have a movie you go to do you like run away and especially you guys with kids like be like all right you and dad peace out i'm hiding (laughs) at someone's house like what do you do
1: it's interesting, sometimes I actually find it, is the word enervating where it gives you energy? Invigorating? Mm-hmm. Enervating? I don't know the mm-hmm. word. but okay. the,
0: last week you said Denzian, and then I was like, that's not a real word. I, like <laughs> I a total think war. it is.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say, I actually find if it's a work loss, sometimes really nice to just drop into my kids and kind of be mm-hmm. like, oh, this is actually where the like heartbeat of my life is. But... Often if it's a, you know, if I have a fight with a friend or, and also some work losses. Yes, I love to get horizontal. I love to get into the housewives. Honestly, that's why Mm -hmm. we've come to love them because there is no greater bomb than those monsters. It's true. Yeah. it's there's something so relaxing about it. So like it really <laughs>
0: It's so soothing mm-hmm. to me and that's shocking to people. But I will say the housewives is a total, like
1: when I can't count on anything, I can count on them. Even I have been run. with a friend whose parent passed suddenly and I went over and now we're in bed and I'm sleeping over and it's like put on the housewives. Like that mm-hmm. is the bridge to like, what do we do right now? It is. And it's why we do the podcast. And it's why I think, and, and I don't say this because of us, humbly, like so many people listen because mm-hmm. they are there for you, rain or shine, doing what they do. And they're they never change, they never, never grow. change, <laughs> they
0: never learn. Like, <laughs> Groundhog Day, yeah, it's, it's
1: comforting. Yeah, so I
0: upsetting. went through something really tough in my life, and I literally could not watch TV. And I love TV, yeah. like, I love it. I couldn't, mm-hmm. but, but the only thing I could bear, mm-hmm. truly bear, was the housewives. So yep. that. And then also, not dropping into my kids, actually going the other way. Sometimes, for, I I'm like Sally Field and Soap Dish. Sometimes just take me to a mall.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Florida. Florida the <laughs> <laughs> there's Florida. There she is. You Literally, love a mall. I love a I mall. I imagine you've been taking this Corona very, very oh, really tough. I can't hard. go to the
0: Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. But I do. I take myself to the mall. I'm not even buying anything except for maybe a Wetzel mm-hmm. Pretzel. But I'm just the smell. The
1: I've smell. I've gone to an outdoor a Wetzel pretzel kiosk many a time mm-hmm. with a loss and just sat there and eaten and cried.
2: <laughs> cinnamon so. sugar, cinnamon sugar. sugar. Yeah. I are yeah. really. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> I just want the
0: sample. I don't even want to pay for it. There's always a lovely gal standing with the, there with them, some some sh- like small cinnamon. sugar. Oh, I, I need
1: like the whole bag of like the little ones. Oh, like, but yes, you can go
0: back a 55. few times and just pretend you're somebody <laughs> else. You're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like you just pretend. <laughs> Put on a pair of sunglasses, I didn't see you there. Oh, <laughs> I, maybe I'll try these. I haven't been here three other times today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you excited about that is coming up next for you personally or professionally? Is anything coming?
1: <laughs> is there a future?
2: A vaccine, yeah. A vaccine. <laughs> um
1: yeah. Excited to continue the podcast because we're lucky enough to be able to do it at home. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm writing a book that I'm turning in. I'm so excited about your book, Casey. It's just kind of comedic essays.
0: But I think people are going to, and it's not, it's not just comedic essays. It's, it's deeper than that. And I think people are going to really, I think people are going to really love this. I think it's deeper and bigger than that. I'm excited.
1: Thank you. And, yeah, I'm writing a movie and just trying to think about will we ever act again and trying to keep it tight and right here in the quarantine and do my best to get ready to get back out there. Danielle? (laughs)
0: Um, I am working on a show that I'm finishing up on, which is really fun. I'm working for uh, Casey's husband, David, on that. And that's been really fun. Um, and then uh, my writing partner and I are working on the show that we've been working on for a while. and we're Which I'm very excited about we're super excited about that. And it's something we're really passionate about. And it's just it's fun to have something that's come from your heart that you're really passionate about and feel really mm-hmm. strongly about. And you have a, such a vision for it. You know what it is. I feel like that mm-hmm. happens so rarely in my life where I know exactly what something is. And so that's exciting for me to, to really see something and see what it could be and look like mm-hmm. and sound like and all that. So I'm excited about that. And then I know my daughter's turning seven.
2: That's exciting.
0: <laughs> She's becoming such a cool cool lady that it's Mm -hmm. fun to that's exciting for me yeah um
2: when you look back at eight-year-old self would she have ever guessed what your life is like now honestly I think she'd be
1: like disappointed I wasn't further I was (laughs) hell on wheels (laughs) I was a little leah michelle (laughs) running around the neighborhood I mean, just being honest, like my dad had built me a stage in the backyard out of just like planks of wood. And I was directing neighborhood shows and firing and hiring and <laughs> writing scripts and just telling people like, "Yeah, out of here. You didn't learn your lines and then taking their parts. And it was just my mom was trying to mediate. And <laughs> so I think dad. she'd be uh, like Shania Twain that don't impress me
2: much. <laughs> <laughs> I have a flash of her in like the whole cowgirl outfit. Yeah. exactly. He was, was uh, you know, the way that that person
1: ran a studio, but not for long. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, fast. exactly. I um, remember my take- dad crouched in the garden and I was like, We did Cats, the sequel, and I wanted fireworks to go off to finish, and I'm like, Turn them on! <laughs> He's like, Oh, I'm trying to get the fireworks to go Jesus Christ. I know. And I was charging neighbors, <laughs> they had to bring their own lawn chairs. <laughs> I think I have two versions
0: because. I think eight-year-old me just wanted to be a famous Broadway singer. And now that I know my talents, that's crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I love singing, but I'm not a singer. And that's disheartening. Eight-year-old me would have been disappointed to find that out. But um, so she would have been disappointed that I wasn't like, you know, on stage You have night, a good you know, voice,
1: Danielle. Like, you know,
0: but I know. Like, when you hear, like, Laura Benanti, as I as we got to you closer, like, yeah. oh, that's a Broadway singer. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. I, I'm so misguided. Even in, like, my elder age, like, when I was like, well, I'm not really a singer, but I can sell it. And then it was like, oh, no, 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 no. no, <laughs> no. Um, but I do think because sometimes I'll just stop myself. Like, I'll be on, I remember being on the Paramount Stages and being like, I'm fucking in the middle of Paramount and I work here, this is crazy. This is such a dream. Like, Mm -hmm. how did I get this dream? Like all I ever want I loved movies so much when I was a kid, movies and TV and that, how do you make them? I used to watch like at eight years old, like the behind the scenes of like Casablanca, you know what I mean? Like this old like Hollywood system was really interesting to me and I read everything about them. So the fact that I get to like, you know, be on those same steps and, get to work in a studio or movies and I get to write something and, and then someone acts it out. Like it's a dream. It's a fucking dream. And so I, I, am very excited by that sometimes. So there's those, both those versions.
2: Mm-hmm. We ask everybody on the Powerful Ladies podcast, where you put yourself on the Powerful Lady scale, zero being average, everyday human, 10 being the most powerful lady that you can imagine. Where would you rank yourselves today? And on average?
1: Oh my God,
0: Hmm. that's a hard question.
2: Should we say our number at the same time, Danielle? Okay. Is this today? Sure, answer today first. Oh God, okay.
0: One,
1: two, three, four. Six. Oh my God, okay. I've never lacked for confidence. (laughs) I've never
0: lacked for disbelief in myself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god! And then no, on the normal a four day, day. Yeah. it was a four day. I think on a normal day, I can be a six.
1: Yeah, and I, I would, can be. I would and think I can be a eight. six.
2: Yeah, <laughs> gonna, you're I was gonna say you're You think you're powerful?
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I think I'm a six on a normal day too.
2: When have you felt like a ten?
1: Mm-hmm. In
2: bed. <laughs> Good night,
0: everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever felt like a (laughs) 10.
0: 10 days. I've definitely had 10 days. I just don't remember one
1: since quarantine. (laughs) Yep. just remember one days.
0: Well, I've had some of those.
1: Yeah.
0: Real recent.
1: I've had flashes of 10 in my life, but yeah.
0: Like sometimes when you get Mm -hmm. off stage and you, like your kids tucked into bed, you get off stage, you had a great show. You, your kids um, are good. Made, your kids are good. Your husband's good. You made people laugh. You mm-hmm. talk to your family. Like you have one of those days where you like checked all the boxes and feel great still. Like and still feel happy. Like you didn't drain yourself and that you're still present in your day. Like you gave yourself some priority too. Just so those rare, are, yeah. Yeah, that, those are ten days.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like sometimes there's days where you're just like, oh, I landed the plane. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. A I'm a like ten. Sully. I'm like Sully, on <laughs> Sully Sullenberger. <laughs>
1: miracle on the a miracle on the pacific ocean yeah.
2: <laughs> miracle on the la river miracle on the bayou huh. <laughs> um well as we're wrapping up today i would love to just give you guys some space to share whatever you want with everyone listening whether it's advice a favorite quote like books to read a habit that you recommend everyone have um, but just like final words for you know whoever's up to being more powerful. what would you what would you advise them on?
0: Um I would just say, find people to do it with you. Don't do it alone for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um the more the merrier lift other people, they'll help you um, look around for people that you like what they do. You like their vibe. You don't do it, like you think they're kind and you think they're smart and that they're good people and, and attach yourself to them, find things you can do together.
1: Mm -hmm. Get an assistant while (laughs) you're.
2: That might end up being your quote, Mm -hmm. right? All of our guests have a quote. Put it on my tombstone. Mm -hmm. Please.
0: (laughs) Have have your assistant put it on your tombstone. Yeah, (laughs) she'll chisel it. (laughs) It's just lit. Well, and then her um, assistant will come and clean up. Her yeah! And then you'll all be buried together as a, as Tutankhamen buried
1: all his. Uh... What if I'm still alive? You're so not you, going. Would to you want it.
2: one of those bells gonna like, check. just in case? I do. I, I I've tonight. told so
1: many people, like, please make sure I'm dead. So you, they have the science to figure it out now. That doesn't happen. You know what? Not in today's world. We don't know okay. what's going on and who's in charge. And, you know, make sure. I'm dead. <laughs> All right. Hold the mirror up. Make sure it fogs up. I actually do want to be buried just to, like, in case. <laughs> I know that. I say burn.
2: Burn.
0: Burn, baby, burn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just so costly. <laughs> but the there again part? is our that difference. We... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I day. want a fucking mausoleum.
0: And I'm just like, ah, burn me and leave me to the birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Danielle,
2: it's too dark.
0: <laughs> too
2: oh dark. my goodness.
1: Did I oh. ever tell you last, this is so insane to be sharing. It's so insane, but I will leave you off this. Oh, good. Did I ever tell you, Danielle, that when we buried my mom about 15 years ago, he was not cremated. Mm-hmm. And I got into this, you know, you're in a crazy head space cap. And so suddenly I was like, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff in the coffin. <laughs> I was putting outfits and purses and <laughs> gum and cookies. <laughs> and, cookies. Oh, and then no. right at the end, <laughs> I put a bunch of cans of Coke. <laughs> It's so dark. And then, as I was driving away, I thought they're gonna explode all over her <laughs> <laughs> i Oh, sorry, I'm guys. So sad, i and so safe. beautiful it's too. it's I'm just sorry. She, she just really like Coke. And again, what if she? And
0: I get. Can I say that? You know, I love Coke, so I get that. I really. So
1: maybe Coke. I'll I'll use that as your later fluid. <laughs>
0: Set me aside. I want Coke original. Don't
1: give me Coke zero or No, Rainbow no, I'll make sure like it's that. the real thing. I want the real thing. <laughs> I want the real shit. No. Is that the powerful moves you wanted to be highlighted Yeah, on this is this powerful yeah. ladies podcast? You guys are like,
2: oh, God, we're cutting that <laughs> one then. What <laughs> no, is? it's what I hear are powerful ladies supporting each other till the end yes is. And, and, beyond. End. and beyond and beyond, and beyond. And beyond. Yes. infinity and
1: beyond as both yes. Lightyear says <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah well ladies it has been a complete pleasure thank you for being a yes thank you for sharing your evening with us to record this and thank of you for course. sharing all your advice and great stories to everyone listening thank you for Happy having us thanks for having us thank you I am left crying and laughing, wondering who else has put food items into a casket after today's episode. These women are gems. I am so honored that they were on the podcast. You too can have this much fun if you follow their advice. Surround yourself with great people, create with your friends, do what brings you joy, and of course, lean in on whatever sounds ridiculous. To connect, support, and follow Casey and Danielle, you can of course check out their podcast, Bitch on Earwolf. Uh, And then you can follow them on Instagram at Danielle Caroline Schneider and at Casey Rose Wilson. They're also on Twitter at Danielle Stuff and at Casey Rose Wilson. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Powerful Ladies Podcast. There are so many ways you can get involved and get supported with fellow powerful ladies. First, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts give us a five-star rating and leave a review on apple podcasts follow us on instagram at PowerfulLadies. join the powerful ladies thrive collective this is the place where powerful ladies connect level up and learn how to thrive in business and life be sure to subscribe to our youtube page and of course visit our website thepowerfulladies.com i'd like to thank our producer composer and audio engineer jordan duffy Without her, this wouldn't be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.